to four quarter my name is eric bradley i'm here with my illustrious awesome co-host and co-stars shag greer sam ball what's up fellas yeah <laughs> what's good fellas what's good what's up man what are y'all up to man how y'all doing Man, you want me to be honest with you? What I'm doing right now? Yeah, man, go ahead. Shit, laying in the bed watching TV, my nigga. This is the great thing about a podcast. You can be anywhere doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll give you the professional answer that I'm like, I'm up, I'm sitting up, I'm at a desk. I got everything ready, you know, looking professional, but nah, bro. Hey. I'm in the I'm in the bed watching TV. And, and, and just fucking chilling. Hey, Shad just gave the equivalent answer to when somebody shows up to work <laughs> and it's like a Monday. Well, I'm here, my nigga. I'm here. And uh, that's that's literally what Shad just told us. I'm here. Uh, no, I'm going to tell you right now, that answer right there is probably pretty much the reason why they want to stop remote work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Jeez. They don't, they don't want us. They don't, they don't want us in the bed doing work. <laughs> I watch TV at the same time. I, I ain't no pro- more productive at work, so it really don't make me no fucking difference. I'm a quiet quitting dog. I'm doing bare minimum quitting. <laughs> Fellas, man, it's been a lot going on in the last few weeks. We haven't been talking, man. I'm sorry, guys. I've dropped the ball on the podcast once again. Just keep all the fans just be mad at me. It's it's me, man. I apologize, but we're back. We're on week. Is it week five of uh, college football? Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. No, it's week six. Week six. Week six. Yeah. Yeah. We just finished week six. Um, our beloved Mississippi State looks. I must. I must say something, man. And I. I don't really. I shouldn't say it. Some matter of fact, I'm not gonna say it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I don't yeah, want to. Just leave it. Just leave it alone, bro. Just leave it alone. Don't, nah, don't fuck that. Be... We look amazing. No. <laughs> we look amazing. No. The last two weeks. Oh my god. Uh, A and M. I feel like I feel like A and M came to play. I really don't feel like Arkansas came to play yesterday. But besides that, well, Mississippi State football, well, Mr. Coach Leach, well, all you guys, well, I love y'all, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all looked amazing. I had the best game day experience yesterday. 
We were both drunk by the way, by the end of the first quarter. Boy, they, they had alumni. <laughs> they had Sam. They had the alumni twirlers out there, and I said, "Can I twirl with y'all?" <laughs> and the woman handed me her baton. Man, I started oh, twirling man. that thing around. I handed it right back. Man, I, I was. I was waiting on that one of them to break a hip or some shit out there, dog. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And then they had like all the like the alumni was... band members and all that shit. Man, wow. Man, so was it like uh, just a really big like section? I guess where was that at? Was it in the junction? No, no, bro. man. Half-time. We was like, we was like, oh halftime, bro. We was like what second row from like the from the um thing, man. So you, we could talk to anybody. Yeah, we had good seats, bro. What? Oh, I'll send you a picture, oh, Sam, yeah, right now. Yeah. Bro, Damn, we had, were my boys on went and spent some money on some good seats. Sure, it wasn't that much, my boy. It wasn't that much. It, was, it wasn't even that bad. It was good. So. Man, that's awesome, yeah. man. Wait a minute. So y'all I'm over here yelling at KJ Jefferson. They were like, KJ, get in. We need you. I said, KJ, get in. They need you. <laughs> it was amazing, bro. <laughs> it was really amazing. Then the people, the Arkansas fans that we were sitting next to were really cool. Uh, what's the guy name? He was like, I'm the most known. His name was Chris. That's what his name was, Chris. Dude, he was fucking hilarious the whole game, dude. Fucking great time, though. Great time. Man, that is amazing, man. So, the, the whole thing I'm trying to say, though, is had had they not lost that game to LSU? Oh, my gosh. We'd be undefeated. We'd be, we'd be good, man. But you know what? Sometimes you need to take a loss to bounce back. And I'm going to be honest. Nah, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I, I didn't talk too much about State. I'm gonna leave state alone. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, other I'm, gonna, no, I'm gonna talk about some of these other SEC schools real quick. They're not looking so good in the West. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but hold on. Before we before we miss over on me, you stay, I just want to say I told y'all so. That's all I want to say for all the leech haters. I just want y'all to know I was correct once again. Stats don't lie. Just saying. Y'all can go back and listen to anything I said before. Year three is when we put the shit together. Man, you know what, man? I'm not going to lie, gentlemen. I had my skeptic, skeptical thoughts um, regarding Mississippi <laughs> State football. And you know what? I just, you know, I didn't, I mean, think about it, guys. Year it's one okay. of the air raid offense, got it. We, we blew up, like, we blew up LSU week one. And then after that, it was just complete and utter disaster. Following that se- that season, and I think what won, man, we won four games. Maybe th- I think Mike Leach's first year, or was it five games? Um, and I was just like, man, this man, we don't run the football at all. This ain't gonna work. We won five games and qualified for a bowl. <laughs> yeah, and it was like one of those things, man. Our offense like wasn't physical at all. It was like a finesse ball game. I'm like, man, we're in a conference where you know guys are gonna like, you know, it, it's like you gotta be physical and if you're going to be a, a passing offense it's like you know you definitely that's not going to run the ball then you allow you know other defenses to kind of dictate the game because they can get physical on the passing end 
and, and and you're not really running the ball. But year three, I got to give Mike Leach his credit. I got to give the offensive or, you know, I just got to give the offense their credit. So right now, like the, the team's averaging like 640 yards. That's on the season six weeks in. So they're averaging just a little over 600, I'm sorry, 100 yards a game. And like Will Rogers is like just got crazy hella complete. Like his completion percentage is 72% um, on the year. Um, and that's just like, I, and you think about the fact that Will Rogers this year alone has already broken the SEC record for most completions, um, um, the SEC record. And so it's just crazy to think that, you know, year three of air raid offense, you know, it's it, like you said, Shad, it's, it's, it's working. Now we say that now, but I do want to see us play this big time. We kind of pooped the bed against uh, LSU. But yeah. I feel like Kentucky will be a good measuring stick for us. Um, they're coming off a really bad loss uh, this past weekend. So it's a good measuring stick going into Kentucky and, and seeing how, you know, how, you know, how we follow up this win this week against a beat-up Arkansas team. Um, and I wouldn't even say a beat-up Arkansas team, just a, an Arkansas team that didn't have their starting quarterback versus Kentucky, who is uh, thought of pretty highly and just coming off a bad loss um, uh, this weekend. So I will say one thing. Uh, we were sitting next to some some guys yesterday, and they were like, well, you know, if if, if K.J. Jefferson was in this, nah, bro. I, I, I'm sorry, bro. I still think we would have won that game. It would have been yeah. closer. Yeah, yeah. it would have been closer. closer but we, we would have won. won that game. We, we won came game. out with all the – like, it's not just about – players sometimes it's about chemistry sometimes and it really looks like mississippi state is clicking at all cylinders you know what i'm saying yes and i'm gonna say this dude the first six plays were straight run plays yeah 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 and i think that's one thing that i appreciate is that you know you can definitely see it over the last two games just the emphasis on trying to run the football and early in the game too but you got to think, like, what teams are doing. They're playing three down and eight deep, right? So, like, there's space for you to run. And, dude, they're doing these. I'm just bad. I'm mad that this shit is on tape, though. That's the crazy part. So, they're doing shuffle passes, zone reads. They're doing sweeps. They're not running anything like counters or anything. They're just running the ball down the field. Like, it's literally a one-read move. You make it one read and you're cutting through the hole, right? That's exactly what they're doing. So you're looking at the first play they ran was a delayed dot halfback dive, right? So they they run out and then he hands the ball off. He did this several times. Like I, I'm just mad this shit is on tape because like people are gonna be looking for this shit and going to be staying home now. But what that does is, like, it might open up the passing game a little bit more in the first part of the game. You're like, oh, I'm going to run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. All right, well, if they do this, do this, you can you can kind of, like, work that pass into it. So, like, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll see in these next couple of games, like, how that's going to look if that stuff is on tape like that. But, like, honestly, I'm with D.C. They look great. Defense played well. Offense looked good. I think real Will Rogers had a little. Um, uh, he couldn't get in rhythm in the first, probably in the first quarter, first half. 
I felt like I felt like he was a little off um, from watching the game yesterday. Um, but after he got in rhythm, man, that kid is is good. And I was telling DC yesterday, I think he's a first round talent, but I don't think he's gonna get picked up like that. I think he'll go like third round to somebody, and I I really feel like he's probably a first round talent. But they're gonna like knock him some because he's in this air raid offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, but you got. Um, I mean. It- Man, this is like the isn't it, this is the same all oh, never mind. Cause I was gonna say, didn't Patrick Mahomes play in the air raid? But no, that was not yes. yes, it was. It's the same thing. So so the 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 system that he played in was was a form of Leach's air raid, which uh the coach of San Francisco uses. No, not kind of San Francisco, Arizona guy. I cannot remember his name for nothing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, uh, we got we got you. We got you. Man, I hate not having his name. But it's the same. So, like, everybody's bit off of Leach's offense. It may not be ran the same. It may not look the same. But any of these, like, pass-happy offenses literally originated from him. And that's why I was telling y'all earlier, is like, when you do the research on Leach, like, if you've watched his progression at Washington State, it was the same thing. He won two games his first year. He won three games his, his second year. His fifth, his fourth, his third year, I think they went like they were at 600. By the fourth and fifth year, those guys were playing in a national title contention out west. He took a team that hadn't won a game in probably like three or four years. And within a three-year time span, they were going to the playoffs. So, and then he's a proven coach because you go back and look at his track record, you'll see that it's the same in every place. And you go look at his wins overall, he's number seven in the FBS so I mean, like, it's that we actually hired a good guy. He's just weird as fuck. That is all. If anything I can say about Leach, the man is a fucking genius, but he is definitely fucking weird. Weird. Hey, hey, hey! Get up off my coach, bro. I don't like that. Get up. We gonna get up off. <laughs> get up off coach, man. Get up off coach, man. Hey, um. So while we while we on SEC and NCAA football, let's go ahead and talk about you know. For you guys, top five, you know, who who's looking really good for y'all, man? I, I, like, just NCAA, you know, ranking. Man, oh, man, let me go look. At, DC, can you pull up the rankings, bro? I, I man. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I can get nobody to me. I'm, hold on a second. To me, nobody looks like uh, right now in the last two weeks. Don't, nobody looks like they like. Are like uh, going to like take over the league? Like I'm talking about nationwide. I'm I'm looking. I'm trying to think about teams and like who's lost. And Wait, then you know what I'm saying, Shad. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take that from you, dog. Because I'm gonna be real with you. Tennessee been climbing. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I was, getting, I was getting ready to mention them. I was getting ready to mention them, but it's like after the fact, like your powerhouses that you would thought would be like good this year. You're like, ugh. Good but thing. Tennessee does look good, and like I was just thinking, next week Alabama's gonna have a time on their hand. They probably can count that as an L, maybe because like if Bryce Young is not playing, I don't think Alabama beats Tennessee at all. That's why they didn't play him last night? Try to rest him so he don't get hurt because they really they know they need him for. They really need him for that Tennessee game. Hey, man, let me tell it, y'all. Yeah, go ahead, um, Shane, go ahead. 
Go ahead, my no, yeah. no, I was going to tell y'all, yeah, and on top of that, man, Tennessee just looks really good. Tennessee's offense got off to a tremendous – like, Tennessee's offense has pretty much been clicking all season. And their defense really, um, over the last three games, have just starting to play, like, complementary football where they're getting turnovers more. And also, like, just their point differential has been, like, incrementally increasing um, throughout the weeks. So it's like, you know, um, just to talk about that Alabama-Tennessee game, Shad and D.C., it's like, man, this is like going to be the perfect storm. Like if there's going to be an upset, or I wouldn't even, this is not really even an upset. I wouldn't think so if Tennessee beat Alabama. I wouldn't call that an upset because Tennessee, nah. in my opinion, they, Tennessee has been the better. most impressive SEC team. They've been the most consistent. Uh, they've been the best-looking SEC team so far this season. Like Georgia's had – very shaky games against teams that they are supposed to be easily uh, beating. And Alabama has been good, but I just don't know if it just has that same mystique as they typically have, uh, as they typically typically have had over the past. And Tennessee has just been, um, yeah, just a dark. Yeah, man. Tennessee is a little real. I think they're very underrated. Uh, I would say they're underrated. Oh, yeah, but they're going to be higher ranked when they meet after today. When a new poll come out Monday, you'll see they'll probably be top five. They'll probably be top five. They should be. Um, them and Ole Miss are going to be close because I I, like Ole Miss, bro. bro, Hear me out, hear me out. I got you, hear me out. And DC was talking, don't give credit to DC talking about this. We were looking at their schedule the other day. And we were talking about them, dude. They they got a legit chance of making a run, like uh, uh, being undefeated till they meet Alabama. But they they got a legit chance. And right now, I know Saturday they played a little week against Vandy. I'm not DC. What is up with them and Vandy, dude? Yeah, Vandy always plays them really tough. But I mean, they still came back and put fifty something points up on Vandy. Yeah, yeah. So they Vandy was did. beating them at first, and then they they took over. But the thing, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm gonna say, I will give you that. I will say Tennessee ended up getting in that fifth spot. But then I'm gonna also be real, man. USC looks good. Oklahoma State looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh like yeah. They're gonna win their division. Um. I don't know, I, man. That's- USC does look good, but like I don't. I mean, I don't, they were supposed to look good. That's the thing. They were. That's what I'm saying. They're supposed to look good. Then like, it's, it's here's the thing about the Pac-12. They always it's like always USC, USC. Not saying they don't have the talent this year, but they they look hella good. But like, I'm waiting on to see them play somebody in the East, like in the Southeastern Conference, and then I can be like, oh yeah, USC is the shit. Well, until then, dude, I feel like they're unproven, and I'm not sure how. They're gonna have they're gonna have a hard time though because they it's eventually gonna end up be being between them and UCLA, you know that last game of the season or that one of the, one of those games of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about UCLA. UCLA has a tougher time because UCLA have to play um, where Utah USC plays Utah next week. UCLA has to play um, Oregon next week, and Oregon lost that first game by a shit ton and has been balling ever since. Yeah. No them so it's it's kind of crazy guys it's, it's yeah. but, but i will say the last thing i will say though it's good to not see all these powerhouse be powerhouses it's good to have these conversations and to see so many 
five and oh, four and oh, four and one teams in this in the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's great to see it. Are you yeah. saying it? Can we shout out Kansas right now? Shout out to them for the come up they had this year, man. I know they lost this weekend, but like, dude, you had Kansas and Kansas State ranked in football in the top 25. It's just been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since that's happened. It's been a good while. Oh. More oh. so Kansas State than Kansas. But, yeah, first time Kansas has been on the map uh, for a while. Ten uh, years. Ten yeah. years. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Kansas had been, been reliable in ten years, bro. They won two games. And this year, bro, I, I, like, I'm I'm super excited to see that, that for them. And... I don't know. I think that, but here's to, to the other question, man, like powerhouses, like seeing things across the nation. I think today is a, this year, as far as football, I think is a anybody can beat anybody this year. Like I'm, what I was talking about like earlier was like, I don't think I see like a truly like standout, standout, like heads above team. I feel like that's showing consistency like that. I think when you get to the playoffs this year, you're going to see a lot of good games is what I'm hoping for. A lot of, par- like, I hate to say the word parody, but I think the field, the playing field is even. Yeah. I- go ahead, Sam. My bad, bro. No, you good, my brother. Go ahead, DC. Go ahead, my no, brother. Go sir, ahead. You go, sir. Go. Yeah, all right, man. You know, I just wanted to speak on that um, as well because, Shad, you know, you raised an interesting point. And so part of me was asking a question. It's like the parody, you know, and I was just thinking about, you know, we, we, our school, right, Mississippi State, right, is in the Southeastern Conference. And, you know, typically there's a lot of parody in that conference, but, you know, typically it's very top hit. I wouldn't even say top hit. It's just, it's a very thin, like, top with just Alabama and Georgia. And, you know, I'm just looking at everything like what you and DC were talking to, right? Like Ole Miss having a shot to be undefeated until they play Alabama. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, maybe this conference, and I'm just thinking about the SEC by itself. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, what if this conference right now is just very top-heavy and very bottom-heavy, and there's, like, no teams that just kind of float the middle? And I think that's what we're seeing right now shake out in this conference. I think by the time we get to, like, week eight, week nine, you'll see, like, you know, you're going to have three teams and well, yeah, you'll have three teams from each conference kind of, like, within a one or two loss, like, <clears throat> kind of one or two loss, like just loss differential. Um, because I think Ole Miss and Alabama, like you said, I think they'll both go undefeated until they meet each other. And and then you got to think, like, if you want my opinion, Chad, you talk about the parody. Like, if you if based on my what I've watched so far, if Tennessee and Georgia played on a neutral field, I would take Tennessee all day, based oh. on what I. Yeah, uh, right now I definitely would because I don't. <sighs> I think because Georgia has looked bad the last two weeks. Now, if you had to ask me this three weeks ago, I would have told you, hell no. I don't know, man. I still, I, I still would have leaned on Tennessee for me. No, you would have not. I would have, my boy. No, you I, wouldn't. You would have been Georgia all day because you watched the games. And like, I watched them. They were blowing people out left and right. He was like, Ooh, Yeah, but I knew I they weren't playing anybody. You know, you saw who they were playing. It was like, mm, yeah, you know, Mizzou. So they, they played Oregon, right? They played Oregon. They did blow Oregon out. So Oregon was a, was was impressive. I was like, you know what, Oregon. I was like, either Oregon isn't really good, but I was like, Oregon always kind of craps the bed versus an SEC team. They just always have. This is any team out west. I think they do that. It's a different. It's a it's different. Well, you got to think. You, remember, you got to remember last year. 
uh, Ohio State. I'm sorry, uh, Oregon went into Ohio State and beat them in Ohio State. So I don't think it's just Ooh, them going yeah. win. So I just think it's just one of those things when they play like a, a more like dominant and not nothing against like Ohio State is a dominant team, but it's like just I don't know what it is when they play like teams in the Southeastern Conference. They just they they tend to wet the bed. So um, like a lot of the Pac-12 teams. I like the way you use the term with the bed there, buddy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I just think it's very it's a lot of yeah, Shad. It's just it's an interesting makeup right now. Not and if you tell me like in the West, like Alabama, if Alabama had played uh man, I'm telling you, like if maybe if they play Ole Miss or Mississippi State on a neutral site, I'd be like, eh, that's a toss up. Based on what I've seen. I was it's like, that can go either way. Yeah, it's, it's not like, oh, that's a clear win for, like, Alabama. No, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, these cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it'll be a toss-up pick. But I think that's, if you look down their schedule, I think you could probably say that for most of them. You could be like, ooh, that's a toss-up game. Like, it's just like looking like down, we look down MSU to uh, schedule, and everybody's like, oh, these are toss-up games. None of these games are, like, outside the realm of us winning, right? But it's like, oh, it's also a possibility we could lose these hoes, too. But I, I think you see that across the board. There's no team, like, Bandy is surprisingly, it, it still surprises me. Mizzou has surprised me. Although they, like, I get it. They're what, I think they're three and something or whatever. But, like, they still, they're not, they're not playing bad. You know, they gave Maybe Georgia was having an off day, but they look good against Georgia. Uh, Vandy looked good against Ole Miss, but they, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But it's just like, you try to look at, when I look at conferences, I try to look at their bottom tier teams in like in comparison. Like, all right, do they play well? If they play well and show well, it's a little different than like you, you got teams that you know at the bottom that just don't, you just be like, yeah, they, nah, that's not happening for them, right? Right, right. And that brings up me a point. Like, it makes me kind of concerned for the ACC, too, because I don't think Clemson is as strong as they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. So. so I think the ACC, there's a lot of, like, I think Pitt is probably, and I, I know Pitt is not ranked, but they. I feel like they should be for some reason. I don't know why. They're not, man. But, They're not gonna... but let, let, let's get to... To my point, which is, this is all happening at a perfect time in college football, where they're talking about expanding the playoffs. We ain't got to worry about no, you know, four, you know, no four man playoffs no more. Like now, we get to worry about, and and it's it's happening, and these teams are evening out. We're not seeing any teams that are too much better, and it's it's happening perfectly at the right time. And that, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's good for the sport of football. It's good for these young guys who, who say, like 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 the old boy in Kansas, you know what I'm saying, who say, like, I want to go somewhere and make a difference and show that I can make a difference. They don't just have to go to Bama and ride the bench and wait for them somebody to get hurt. They're taking their talents all over, and that's the best thing. You know, that's the real thing that's making college football amazing. Um, I think a, a lot of it has to come with the HBCU movement too, dude. Like seeing that parity and kids going to these small schools to make a point, and like I like it, dude. Like I really like what I'm seeing. 
far as like the opportunities for these young men to like go play ball anywhere and make a difference. Like you just don't have to go play, like you said, at the Alabamas, at the Penguins, at the Clemsons, at the LSUs, at USC. You can just go right. anywhere right. and just play. Well, we ain't we gonna get too much more time, man. And uh, I know y'all really wanted to talk about um, NBA uh, and what happened with the, the Warriors. What happened to Draymond Green and uh, Jordan Poole, man? Uh, so we'll let you know. I let one of y'all start it off, man. We can discuss that. Uh, uh well, I don't tell y'all. I don't. I saw the video, but I saw the memes first, and I was die. I was trying to figure out what the hell happened, bro. Like, and then I finally found the video. I don't know what happened before this, but he slipped the shit out. But boy, man, it wasn't even right. So yeah, I feel like the scene in Friday where old boy got knocked out by Debo and he took his chain. Yeah, I I don't know if this is real, but it seems like it's been brewing for a while. According to like what I've read online, some sources, uh, Draymond Green shot free throws at the end of practice, pulled. Pool told Green to stop pissing down his leg. Green airballed the free throw, and the Warriors had to run sprints. Um, Pool asked him jokingly, "Why is your Twitter Twitter handle Money Green if you're going to be broke and in Sacramento after this season?" Uh, which is crazy because I mean, you know, Draymond talks a lot of shit. That was the biggest thing for me. So you can't be a shit talker and be all about running the rah-rah, and then when somebody's doing it to you, you can't handle it. You want to fire off. Mm. And then then, then uh, they said the final straw that appeared to be Wednesday when Paul asked Green what he did when an attractive female entered the gym at, at Michigan State. Did they, like, did they like the triple singles, or was it the screen setting? Or was it the screen setting? So uh, <laughs> it's a little disrespect, you know, if that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. It also sounds like a little bit of hate on Draymond's because they also said he was talking about, like, what he's going to do with his check when he gets his money, when he gets his he gets cash out, how he's going to have a pool. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called the Jordan pool. And, and he told he told Draymond that, you're not allowed in my Jordan pool. These are all spectacles, as I'm saying, but it's, it, to me, it's just teammates argue, teammates, friends fight, friends argue, teammates argue. That's, man, DC. So that's interesting. The, the report that you just read versus kind of the reports that's been out there by Steve Kerr, um, Steph Curry, um, some of the uh, Gold State players. Um, as they were interviewed about the um, the um, um, the fight between Draymond and uh, Jordan Poole, if you want to even call it a fight, um, I was about to say, bro, there wasn't no fight. He just got knocked out. That's just nah. yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. You hear Steve Kerr in the interview. You know, uh, Steve Kerr talks about how Jordan Poole's been a model citizen all camp, uh, and you know, uh, and uh, I believe Steph Curry's interview. He stated that. Uh, man, you know, he was like, no, he said Jordan Poole didn't really say anything wrong or had done anything that warranted, 
what Draymond had done to him. So to hear those reports, DC, um, that 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 you said the unofficial sources um, about that scuffle, man. But you know what? I, I you know, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that really was the case, though. Because like, if you see based on like how angry Draymond, I mean, man, you gotta be pretty mad to swing on your own teammate, bro. Yeah. And so either one or two things will happen: either Jordan Poole and Draymond had already been beefing, which is likely the case, and everything was just a build up to that moment. And Draymond was like, "Hey, bro, I got, hey, I, hey, I got to set the tone here, man, bro. Might have been talking a little too much, talking a little too crazy to me." Um, and I ain't gonna lie, man, Jordan Poole, like he got a mouth on him. I don't know if the brother can fight, but it, Jordan Poole, like, he can say some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I, I apparently, like, if that was the case, because, um, man, 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 y'all, I'm not going to lie. Draymond is, like, my favorite player in the NBA. I really love, like, his grittiness, um, kind of like the defensive prowess he plays with. Um, and, you know. Ooh, you know what I just thought about something you saying that? Well, this might be wrong for me to say, but he's like a better Patrick Beverly. Man, I was going to compare him really to like defensive impact. I was going to say Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman is a champion and and feisty. They're they're made of the same. They're cut. They're a cut of the same cloth, in my opinion. Same type of they play the same type of responsibility. Like when Jordan and Pippen were winning those six, uh, like when the Bulls was winning those six championships. Dennis Rodman was or Drake was doing the same thing that Draymond Green is doing today. The dirty work, the dirty work, take on the hard defensive assignments. Rodman could play a five. Think about that. We we never really discussed that, but they they like the Bulls will put Rodman on a five. They've done yeah. that, and um, I mean that's a lot what Draymond does today, and um, it's very he's valued but still undervalued. For what he does because i'll be honest like the splash brothers are great but they're not going to win those championships like it's just all unison like they're not winning those championships without draymond i i highly doubt it and I uh um i highly doubt it and so for me just to kind of get back on subject uh jordan Poole, man i, I it to me like when i'm just looking at the video and kind of looking at the year that jordan Poole had last year and then looking at draymond Right, Draymond's contract's coming up, right? And he's looking to get paid. And this new young cat here, and he's like just come on the scene last year. I mean, he had a great rookie year. And also, and so it was like one of those things where he's on the scene and he's talking about getting paid. Now, Golden State probably ain't going to pay all of them. Like, he's not, they're not going to get Jordan Poole the money he's probably looking for and to be able to play Draymond the money that Draymond thinks he deserves. And so there's like this, you know, to me, like, I'm like, oh, there's this internal struggle that that's been brewing to me. Like, that's just my take. And all of a sudden, you know, we see it manifest into this fight that happened in training camp because guys scuffle all the time. But how do you get to a point with your own teammate where you swing on him and you clean his clock? Well, you know, they were talking about that. Who said that? Who said the guys that make the little funny like anime things? They were talking about, like, Steve Curry. You know, Steve Curry and, like, Jordan got into it one time. So it's, like, the same. Man, that's – yeah, I, yeah. Mm, I, mm, I don't know if it was, like – I just – man, I mean, the way Draymond swung – look, if you watch the video and you analyze oh, the way Draymond swung on Jordan Poole, that ain't 
he swung with like fucking vengeance, bro. Yeah, man. And I will I'll be willing to bet, Shad, that the punch that Steve Kerr got from Michael Jordan might have been somewhat similar. I don't know if I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr didn't get knocked out like Jordan Poole did. I'm pretty nah, sure it's one of those nah. things like we've seen them guys scuffle a lot in the nineties. So I'm pretty sure it was kind of like one of those things where like they're close up and Jordan kind of throws it's like a tight swing. It's not like a real like full swing, really, right? It's one of those mm-hmm. kind of swings um that you kind of see like in boxing sometimes. Um but this just this this swing here on from Draymond to Jordan Poole, like to me, I'm like, man, that's premeditated, bro. Yeah, they've been beefing for a minute. <laughs> Bro, that's a premeditated punch right there. I'm pretty sure Drake, <laughs> you can't tell me Draymond ain't thought about how he was going to punch Drake, uh, Jordan Poole. You couldn't tell me. Based on the way that went, I was like, shoot, man. And then he walked up into Jordan Poole. I was like, yeah, bro. That's it. And, you know, and you clearly can see that Jordan Poole wasn't looking to, like, really get into a fight, right? He shoves Draymond. Teammates do that, right? And, you know, he's probably expecting if Draymond was going to respond, Draymond probably would have shoved him back. But that wasn't the case. Draymond straight up gave that man the 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 Kamehameha of uh, Draymond punches. Not, not even a two piece, but a one hit or quitter. Yeah, this is cool. He ran. He ran into that punch. I ain't gonna say ran, but he definitely like lunged into that punch. Yeah, he did. Him. He put he put some force behind. Yeah, him. man, and then caught the man, <laughs> rocked him and, and caught him. On the way down, just then he hit the wall on top of that. So I'm I'm gonna say this, and this will be my last point about it. A lot of people, I mean, Draymond is older; he's a vet. He was pushed to a limit he should have been. A lot of people get them rings, and they get start getting cocky. They start, you know, and sometimes that cockiness is needed. I mean, look at Steph. Steph is cocky as a motherfucker, but he also do stuff for his community and stuff. But on that court, that cockiness is needed. But I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't, man, you can't be running your mouth, running your mouth. And I hate to say that, you know, but unfortunately, like like you said, they get pushed, people get pushed to that, that point. You know what I'm saying? So Draymond was in the wrong. They both probably, you know, Draymond definitely shouldn't have hit his ass. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Nah, I, can't, we don't, I don't want to discuss that no more, but, like, how the hell did the video get out? That That's is what a I want to know. That is a big like, question. Like, how did, how did, because I felt like this could have been handled internally, and it wouldn't have been a big deal, mm-mm, but mm-mm. It, it got out. Bro, bro, I ain't going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what y'all thought about. And this, I had a question for y'all based on the video y'all seen. I mean, do y'all think the Warriors stay as they are the rest of this season? I mean, do you think Draymond is gonna remain a, a Golden State Warrior one for the rest of this season, or after his contract expires? Because I don't know. Like I, you're right, Shad. To your point, a little bit about the video leakage. Like, I, I don't know. You know, I felt like had the video not leaked, then and if Draymond left, we would have probably known there was some rift watching the Golden State Warriors. Ain't gonna lie, bro. Ain't no way I can come to work. Some dude knock, knock me out like that, and I'd be able to continue to come to work every day. I'd be like, nah, bro, we got a problem. We got a problem. We got a big problem. We got a big problem. 
And it, it's got to be addressed some kind of way. Either he leaving or I'm leaving. But we, or if not, we're going to be fighting every day. Oh, and, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't know if the Warriors are the Warriors without Draymond, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, would the Warriors be the same without Jordan Poole? Yes, for sure. For sure. I think they can find a, a, another, like, I think he's a two guard, if I'm not mistaken. Another yeah, two but. Guard. Sure. They can find another two guard. They mm-hmm. always do, but I don't think you can. That's like, but that's like the Warriors getting rid of Steph or like Clay, like and Draymond. Uh, they like that nucleus, bro. You just it's it's like Scotty and, and and fucking Jordan. Like you you need both. Like I like I don't see him leaving. If anybody yeah. leaves, it probably be Jordan Poole. But mm. are they gonna be able to pay him? I don't know, man, because that's a hard team to keep together because you already got Clay. So there's mm-hmm. other factors into Draymond's deal because Clay's already got paid. Steph's already got paid. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta pay, you gotta pay this nigga too. Somewhere there's gotta be a, somebody gotta either restructure a deal, take less money, and he might be the odd man out for that. Nah, bro. You saw last year, they don't give a fuck about what they pay. Yeah. They were they were the one team. Hitting the, the tax, yeah. Going deep into it, they don't give so, a fuck. They gonna, and they gonna take fines. They don't care about it. They got money over there, bro. And they don't mind. Yeah. They don't mind getting taxed. They don't mind paying that extra. You right? You, you right? Uh, they got Zaza Puchalia, whatever his name is. He used to be a center there. Uh-huh. He's over player personnel, man. He even said like, "We're gonna take it." We're oh, Zaza. Take it. Oh, you mean Zaza Puchalia? Yeah. Oh, that's what he does now. Yeah, he's a he's a he's over like the president of player personnel and stuff like that. So he knows. He already said like, "Hey, one of our salaries is the highest, but look where we at." You know what I'm saying? And he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth, but like, I don't know. And then again, it looks it's talent too. Like, man, Jordan, Jordan, hey, Jordan Poole is on the come up though. Like, oh yeah, I definitely see him getting an extension. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's a good trading piece, but the thing about the Warriors, they're greedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they are doing great with within. I will say that. Right. So they but they want to keep getting them rings. They want that. But as it it, it I get that they're willing to play any cost, but at some point it's gonna like <sighs> I know at, at some point you're gonna have to start rebuilding. And when <laughs> when when is that point do you start? Sad. So sad. All right, there you go. So now you've getting to the next point I want to get to. So you said you talked about how and DC didn't really answer this question necessarily. I was hoping he would have. But um the question that I had posed. Um, but I mean you you're now you're getting to the thing I wanted to get to. It's Cause you know, we've heard sometimes they've called Jordan Poole the future of Golden State Warrior basketball, right? So Steph not only him, the uh, the center guy. What's the center they got? Uh, yeah, young cat. Um, uh, White is it something? Yeah, is it White. Yeah. Um, Wiseman. Wiseman. That's it. Wiseman. And Wiseman. Yeah. So they've called you know, and I know I know they call Jordan Poole this for sure. The future of of uh Golden State Warrior basketball, right? Because they want to continue that brand of basketball post Steph and Clay and Draymond era. So yeah. if, if that is the case and you've identified Jordan Poole 
as the future of your franchise. And there's some rift between him and Draymond, right? So now the question is, is Draymond now the extendable piece? Because you said he wasn't, Shad, in your initial response. But th with that in mind, right, Draymond is 30, what, Draymond is 34 now, 33, 34, he's up there, he's our yeah, age. Yeah, he's our um, age. And you got a young Jordan Poole, right? And so yeah, but Jordan Poole isn't the heart of the team. He's an emotional He's out there playing defense like that, bro. He, it, 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 Shad, not, he's not doing that. Shad, I understand. You gotta Shad, have a guy. guy. Shad, I get that, and I I get that. He's not. He's not. He's not a Draymond. I get that. But you got to think. I think Golden State is at the of the mind is that hey, we know the kind of players we want. We could always find a hard nosed um, kind of defensive player. Um, probably not to like Draymond's status though, Shad. Just to kind of like, um, just it's not to his status. And sir, you're not gonna ever find another like kind of Drake. Like maybe somewhere way down the road, there's another Draymond to pop up. But nothing like. I'm just saying like. Jordan Poole, you, you've already established some young time. You got to think there's already like a 10 to 12 year gap between Jordan Poole and the Splash Brothers and Draymond. And so now you say, all right, our future really is already starting to like take shape. And, and so there are ways that there's this transition. But it's more or less like, hey, you know, if Jordan Poole, and this is where I'm going, Shad, is in DC, is if if you've identified Jordan Poole as your future, right? He's a score. He's like, he's a baby splash brother, right? And mm -hmm. Draymond, you got to think, Draymond's a 30, I'm just going to say 33 for, for the sake of this conversation. I know he's around this age, but you have a 33-year-old basketball player who's mostly a defensive player, right? And at some point in time, we all seen this with, like, uh, we talk about this with LeBron and every player as they continue to age, right? Their defensive prowess goes down. Right, and you're not really the same kind of defender. I mean, we can kind of say that now about Draymond. Like Draymond isn't the same kind of defender he is today that he was six or seven years ago, and a lot of that just has to do with him aging, right, and legs, right, mileage on the legs. And typically, as guys get older, their defensive prowess starts to diminish. But that's been Draymond's strength. And so my question is, as he ages, right, you know, maybe Draymond's window for being a real efficient. NBA player is only two more years. Yeah. And, yeah. and you got to think Jordan Poole's going to be a really great basketball player moving forward for the next decade based on his trajectory, how he's played so far. And so is Draymond, that's the question. So is Draymond now, after talking about that fight, you know, is Draymond now the extendable piece of the Golden State Warriors nucleus? Ooh, Sam. I hate you, bro. <laughs> I where I would be at within the whole thing would would be uh I think that um man, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest and say that I think that um you do have to think that it's time to go ahead and start planning for y'all future. Uh and First, I don't know. I get what Shad is saying, but also, bro, like he was he. In my opinion, Poole was the number one to come back from 
you know, he should have been most improved player last year. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I, I love that they gave it to Ja. You know, I know that. Oh, yeah. But, um, that was just a war to give him because they, they didn't want to give him the MVP, which I think he should have got. But, uh, you know. But, uh, I really think that, uh, I don't know. I really think that, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where I'm at with it. Cause I really think that, uh, you just gotta let Draymond go, man. I mean, I'm sorry, Ooh. man. He, he, he doesn't, he, he served his place. He probably wants to go down to LA. He's, he's, he's big on LeBron. You know, he's in that little circle. You know, let him roll. You know what I'm saying? Let them roll. Yeah. Start building Start building the next step. And eventually, I mean, this is probably Clay's last thing with them, last contract with them. Let Clay roll when it's time for Clay to go. You can't keep holding on to it. You got to get a new, the next guy's a chance up. And proven him when he had his time, Jordan Poole has stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Against the against the uh, what was that series before the Celtics? I can't even remember that series. But I, I'm going to tell you this: they got in in light of that, they do have a transition piece already. Though, if you want me to be honest, you want to know who that is? Andrew Wiggins. Oh yeah, definitely. And and they so, have him for a while. So they have him for a while. He honestly, this is the best he's ever played. And to me, looking at the roster now, and Sam made that point, he's kind of like a Draymond Green, but quieter, and he can score. I I wouldn't say he's an enforcer like Draymond, but no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like he can. He is a defensive prowess because you look at you look at the series. A couple, one of those, like one of those series, he put up twenty-seven points. He was like defensively one, one of the best, best defenders they had at at the game. Like shut down Luca. Like he, he's just not a vocal person, but his numbers, he puts up the numbers. If you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like him being a starting lineup, they kind of needed him. You can see that they needed him. They needed somebody. He even showed up in the Boston series. And and honestly, just thinking about that state transition piece, if they want to like let Draymond Green go, Wiggins is the transition piece. And I think he can pick up that slack. Well, guys, uh, this has been a crazy discussion. I know we had more topics we wanted, but I had to, you know, call it audible. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you know flag on a play, you know. Um <laughs> you guys uh let's 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 just discuss one last thing. Uh what's what's great in your life and what's you know what's grinding your gears. We'll start with Sam. Sam I ain't heard too much from you today. Man, I don't know if I got anything oh man. Grinding my gears right now. Uh Man, you know, it's just, you know, right now it's the fall. We transition into a new season. Uh, I think for me right now, uh, coming out of the season, I think, you know, we are all, you know, uh, guys being close friends that we've all kind of currently gone through um, over the last several months. Uh, for me, man, I'm just, I'm just having this insightful moment about 
um, change mm. in life and learning how mm. to like deal and cope with that change. And I don't have anything I can really kind of share right now, but I'm just in this space where that's the revelation that I'm having and it's um, percolating in like my spirit right now. So that that's what's, I guess to say, if something was grinding my gears, that's what it is. It's, it's getting the gears going. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I love it. I love to hear it. Um, Shad. Oh, I'll, I'll go next. How about that? See? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, I would say, I don't know, most of all these sports, man, everything going on, October is like my favorite month of the year. And that's not like that I got to celebrate anything just because all the sports going playoff baseball, you know. Uh, oh, yes. Playoff baseball started. NHL is about to start. Football's in prime. You know, college football is priming. You know, NFL is eh. You know, Washington Commanders are eh. But um, that's really what's you know, sports has been going off, man. But make sure, you know, everybody listening. I I just really want y'all to make sure y'all take care of yourselves and stuff like that. For and sure. I was grinding my gears. Man, I was doing some research and listening to some stories about some homelessness. And I saw that New York uh, had to, uh, they're, they're getting so many immigrants shipped up to New York from these southern states because these, uh, these guys are shipping up, which is ultimately just causing more and more homelessness all over the place. Um and then I started realizing, man, like, man, we got to start doing better about our people. You know, our, you know what I'm saying? They, they got to stop being so greedy. Uh, I know we're in a capitalist society. But some of these places are getting money for, you know, homelessness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're not spending that money on the helping the homeless. They'll mm-hmm. throw a couple which is Adam, you know what I'm saying? But they're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. hope that, you know, we, we need, to, man, we need to start getting some people in office that start, stop getting bribed by these, com- com- um, you know, by these companies. Lobbyists, yeah. Yeah, and start, start doing, you know, what they're put on the earth to do, man, and start helping their fellow man, you know what I'm saying? And I know, you know, some people are gonna be like, "Well, why they can't help themselves?" Like, hey, man, it don't take it. Don't I'm not saying like, give them a million dollars. I'm saying, man, extend a little olive branch. Let's see if we can help them pick their feet, you know, and dust themselves off. You know what I'm saying? And if they can't, yeah. they start. I don't know, man. I just feel like there's so many things we could do, and we need to start actually really doing it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well said, you see. Well said, well said, well said, well said. Well said. I, I guess I'm last, huh? Yeah, man, you, last man. Let's see, let's see. What am I thankful for, man? I, I, man, I, I'm thankful for being here. I don't, uh, let's see. Let me just check it. What's grinding my gears? Man, a lot is grinding my gears, but I don't want to get into all that. 
dating life is grinding my gears. This OPEC stuff is grinding my gears. Uh, our spending is grinding my gears. Um, it's just a lot right now, but I'm thankful that I'm here, though. And like I get the opportunity to do this with you guys, and uh, I'm tired of work, you know, for the next couple of months. But I'm I'm with Sam. There's a lot of changes going to be happening and going on, and I'm excited for it. But I'm also like scared as hell. So, and I'm I feel like I'm in a place where I can admit that that I'm scared as hell, and that's okay. So, I think. Once I get past that fear, or even if I don't pass that fear, just being able to recognize it and see it and be like, okay, I'm not okay, is good enough for me. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't think a lot of times we take the opportunity like to, like if we're scared or something, to say we're scared or something, or and then like to process it is the next step. But yeah. That's all I got, guys. It's all good, man. Hey, that's all for us this week, uh, listeners. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Four quarters, Hell State. All day. <laughs> thank y'all, man. See y'all next week for the next one, man. Y'all be blessed. You.